All right. Hey, y'all. It is grab your wallet time. Uh, we've been having fun doing this show. We love you guys for supporting us. Those of you that don't support us, patreon.com is where you go give us the money to get us to these people or beers to these people so we can interview them. And John's got some t-shirts. So that's on stealthisbeer.com slash merch. Check that out. Either way, thanks for playing along. Can't believe we get away with this every week, Monday at five. about beer over beer by a couple of guys that think about beer way too much. All right. Hey, y'all. It's five o'clock on Monday and we are stealing beer. I'm Augie Carton. Oh, hi. Oh, hi, John Hall. How, How are you doing? I got a warm Belgian triple glow in my cheeks. Thanks to Kennedy. <laughs> Belgian triple, you say? I said Belgian triple. You Let did say room. Belgian triple. Yeah, I did. I drank Let's, some of one. Yeah, that's, um, uh, that's a nice thing. Um, Kennedy, you're here. Cass, you're here. Yo. We're on your way to buy a boat with Patreon money. Thank you, Patreons. Not Thank you. Shipping beer around America with your money. We're buying boats. Um. <laughs> Good for you, buddy. I know that's I know that's a thing, buying boats. Um, and we have three guests who I'm sure have a ton to say. And since they've all been on the show together, separately, near each other and far from each other, let's just run a checklist and you guys introduce yourselves. And you can, you know, with your six or seven affiliations with each other, with us and everything else, you can pick how you identify yourself this time and don't make me do it for you. Let's start with Jimmy. Go, Jimmy. Hey guys, Jimmy Ludwig. I am one of the happy hour guys. I am part of the Curtain Up Beer Initiative, the Curtain Up Beer Project, and I am an actor of very little note. Thank you. <laughs> I note it. Mark, oh, yeah. you go. Hello, I am Mark Aldrich. I am the other happy hour guy. Uh, also the other half, uh, one third of the Curtain Up Beer Project and uh, an actor of very little note. <laughs> see now i feel all right so let's get yourself. to let's get to dave and then i'll say that i'll say that i think you guys are lying because i keep seeing you guys getting great haircuts for roles but anyway dave you go i'm dave lopez i am not a happy hour guy i'm one of the two co-founders of gun hill brewery in the bronx and i guess technically i am a third of the curtain up your project and definitely say- not an actor Okay, I was, but but Dave, doesn't that make you an honorary happy hour guy if two out of three boxes are ticked? Do you I guess. guys not give him a an ID card from from the club? No, or like well, a happy hour acquaintance? Yes, we, I think we we offered him we offered him swag and he turned it down. So oh, rude! Yeah. That's rude. Yeah. Okay, so for thieves that have only joined us in you know in years four or five or six of steal this beer. You guys are a couple actors who, or you were, there were, there's multiple people involved in the happy hour guys along the way, but the two of you are clearly the core that I'm always talking to and knowing, but you guys were a couple of Broadway slash commercial slash New York actors who, when they'd end up with free time, which often happens in that lifestyle would spread the good news of beer 
which then turns into the Broadway Brews Project, which now turns into talk us through the phases and where we got to as a, you know, COVID relief <laughs> cause from a, <laughs> hey, here's cool shit going on in New Hampshire cause. Cool. Uh, I'll start <laughs> and Mark will, will continue. This is Jimmy. Um, so, yeah, Mark and I have been producing the Happy Hour Guys as a video series since... 2008 uh that's Mm. nearly 400 video episodes now i think we're at 385 and that's yeah months of video basically (laughs) and yeah we we got to we ended up doing a lot of craft beer because we're both craft beer fans and we watched the east coast craft world kind of grow up around us which was really fun and then We had always been wanting to get our Broadway lives and our Happy Hour Guys lives to intersect. And we came up with the idea of the Broadway Brews Project, which was tapping a Broadway show, tapping their cast to uh, create a beer with a local brewer and for charity, for, uh, you know, a a beer for a charity of the the show's choosing. And uh, we have had some very notable brewers involved with this project uh, uh starting of course <laughs> with gunhill brewing and followed immediately with carton brewing uh you Hello. did our augie you did our second broadway brew which was yep. the school of rock the school now how of long Hops. ago was that here's the problem with me and my very bad attention to detail that was five years ago it was 2017 2016 so into 2017 so four to yep. five years ago yeah yep See, I still don't feel like I've been doing this for 10. This is our 10th year, but I don't (laughs) feel like I've been doing it for 10. So something that happened five years ago feels like it might have happened before the brewery. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's just my own perspective. Anyway, but go on. So after after Gunhill does theirs and I do mine, who follows that? Uh, Mark, we'll take it from there. Go, Mark. I will. Uh, I did follow. (laughs) Who who followed him then? (laughs) That was (laughs) uh, then it was then it was waitress. waitress. That was waitress. Uh, uh, with um, six points, six point brewing, okay. and uh, then we moved on to the Phantom of the Opera, uh, and changed that one up a little bit. We did it with Hardywood Brewing down in Richmond, and actually traveled some of the actors down for a brew day there. Um, That's fair. I would have done that one with you. It was uh, really I like fun going down there. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then we number five was Come From Away with uh, with Five Bar Brewing, which was a really really fun one, where which ended up with. The, the brew day ended with the, the cast and musicians in the tap room playing music while we all sang along. It was great. Um, oh. And then uh, just as we were zeroing in on number six, because we always said we wanted to complete the Broadway six pack. Right. Uh, and just as we were zeroing in on that, our friend COVID arrived and uh, everything stopped. And we, yeah. we stopped and sort of took stock of things and weren't really sure for a little while how or if we should proceed, you know, um, everybody was hurting, obviously. Uh, and then as it became clearer to us what the situation in our industry was, which is that yeah. we were the first to close down and we're going to be one of the last to reopen. Um, For sure. For that sure. Uh, we decided to sort of uh, flip it around. And uh, instead of Broadway giving back to a charity, we decided that we needed to try to help support our industry. It was going through something that had never ever occurred in the history of the industry. So uh, taking a cue from uh, last year's successes with things like All Together and the Black is Beautiful Beer, 
we decided to uh, create an open source beer project and invite breweries everywhere. It's not just a, a U.S. thing. We're hoping it's eventually going to go international because this is this is an industry that's hurting all over the world, um, except for possibly the exception of Australia and New Zealand, who did a lot of things right, um, yep. and and now have live performance back. Um, so uh, so this open source beer project is uh, a fantastic recipe that I'm going to let Dave talk about, um, but it raises funds for the Actors Fund, which is for everybody in the entertainment industry. It's not just for actors, and it is a nationwide organization. They are huge, and they do incredible work uh, to help people get through the most difficult times of their lives, and uh, and they do it quickly and uh, and with no hesitation. Um, they have offices in New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, but they are involved in communities all across the country. Uh, and then we also encourage the breweries to find uh, an arts organization in their hometown so that we can keep some of the, the donations flowing into their communities directly. Uh, and we've had breweries adopt local high school theater programs and we've had them adopt local concert venues and we've had them adopt major local regional theaters. So it really is uh, up to the brewers to choose how they want to see that money get back into their community as quickly and, and uh, you know, effectively as possible. But uh, we are now up to 65 breweries in, is it 14 or 15 states? It is 14 states and the District of Columbia. Right. That's awesome. That's yeah. great. Great work, guys. Seriously. Good on you. Um I guess Dave. So Dave, did you write the recipes? Being the the founder, the the first, you know, being the guy that led the charge on the original five out of six six pack. Were the were you just like, all right, here's what we're gonna do, or how'd that come together? So actually, uh, Mark and Jimmy reached out because they wanted to pick my brain about what our experience was like with brewing Black is Beautiful and the whole project. Um, and just getting an, a sense for what we thought went right, how they could go about doing this. And they actually had another brewer that they, or brewery that they had been talking to. And the more we had this conversation, I sort of just said to them, I said, guys, forget it. I was like, I, I, I want, and Gunhill wants to be the one to sort of help you lead the, the charge with this because I'm born and raised in, in New York City. And so to me, not Broadway, live entertainment is very, very important to just the, the fiber of New York City. So I wanted to, and I also feel it's very important to the community and culture that we have within the brewing industry because of the fact that so many actors also work for our customer base or work for us as, as breweries. Um, so I, I felt very, very strongly that we could help both with my involvement in the New York City Brewers Guild and then just with Gun Hill being anchored in New York City so I, they sort of, they said, okay, give us, give us a couple of days to see how we can finagle our way out of what we'd already been talking to this other brewery. And then the rest is history. So we did write the recipe um, at, at Gun Hill. And, and we talked a lot about what we were going, what kind of beer we wanted to make. And one of the things that I felt very strongly about is that it had to be something that would be an easy sell for breweries. So as much as we wanted to do a Pilsner or a lager, we, we, we figured we'd get pushback from breweries because of the You fact didn't want to do a smoke beer for John Hall? Oh, well. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not sure I would have been able to get my partner on board if we were going to do a smoke <laughs> beer either. Uh, 
Anyway, I didn't mean to side right. <laughs> no, no, no. Says, I usually on a good roll. I'm says, now trying to think of jokes, yeah. but like, no, this is a serious thing. So let's. Keep no, going. it is, and I like it a lot. But anytime somebody says easy to solve, I'm like, well, John Hall's going to fix Roush beer for us, and it just comes <laughs> out. I can't help it. Anyway, go on. But in, in easy, easy to. <laughs> by the way, easy to sell both to customers, but also to breweries. <laughs> you know yeah. that, like that's yeah. that's the that's the biggest thing is that so. We, we, we settled on a hazy IPA just because it's the path of least resistance. And just with the tremendous success of Black is Beautiful, I didn't think that somebody would immediately want to jump in and, and do another stout. Um, and, and also because we figured this would be going on all year and hazy IPA, hazy IPA would be an easier sell throughout, throughout the course mm-hmm. of the year. So hey, I, you and I have had conversations like this, even on this show over the time, but they, they, don't be apologizing for that. There's nothing wrong with it. Like the fucking problem with hazy IPAs is they are fun, easy to love, and a good time. And when you're picking up something as heavy as, hey, we've got to help out a whole industry, we think we could be part of helping out a whole industry, you shouldn't then also be complicated. Like it's okay to go, here's a fun fucking beer, right? Yeah, totally. Uh, and and I'm not I'm not apologizing for the style mm. of beer we chose. Yeah. It wouldn't have been our first choice, is what I, is sort of what I've yeah, what I I get that. to get at. Um, j- just because, also, you know, other half obviously did a tremendous job with with all together. So we didn't we didn't want to also try and say, okay, well, we're just going to sort of try and copy what other half did because that's not what we wanted to do either. But for better or for worse, th- that's sort of where where the uh, the cards fell. Um, but I think it's also important. Like one of the reasons that I felt strongly about this too is that unlike the other two projects and and some of the other things that have happened over the years with these open source beers is I I also felt it was essential that we make this clear to all breweries that you're not expected to donate all your proceeds. Um, And that, because we're, we struggle just as much as a lot of other industries over the course of the year. And so what we've sort of said to everybody is this is very much a keep what you need and give what you can uh, type of, of project. So, by definition, the fact that we're doing this is also there, there's a there's a there's a financial benefit to that by the fact that we're doing this project because it is bringing awareness to it in, on top of the monetary benefit that we're doing. Uh, so that was also something that we wanted to really differentiate from from the other projects that, that had been going on. So where did you put yours out? Is it brew only? No, so we we distributed ours. So ours came out uh, back in in December, and we we sold most of it out of the brewery. But we did uh, we did distribute it. We had so with this project, what we've done in, in New York City is we have a handful of accounts that are sort of curtain up headquarters. So they've agreed that as long as any brewery reaches out to them, they will take anyone who distributes in New York City's version of of the beer. Uh, so we we. We were selling to specific accounts. We had new accounts reach out to us because they had heard about this and they wanted to buy it. And then also we were shipping it um, through halftime beverages up in Mamaroneck in Westchester. And so they were able to actually ship it across the country to, to people that wanted to buy it. That's fantastic. That's what, really a, cool. what a great amount of legwork, guys. Like way to package this up and put it together. And, and yeah, you nailed it. Like, so Jimmy and Mark, you know, I have a decade of my life in production and entertainment. And this is one of those things that has to be one of the most awkward conversations, right? Like 
when I'd work in production, I'd be doing one of those terrible freaking movies that's 21 hours a day, six days a week, out of town for 12 weeks, and you're going to die, and da-da-da-da-da, <laughs> and you feel like complaining, <laughs> and everybody goes, yeah, but you work in the land of make-believe, and shut the fuck up. So it has to be a hard, like, you, you said at the top of this, and there's no doubt about it, like, I, if you want me as a brewer in New Jersey who does 75% of his business with restaurants that were told to close a year ago and are barely reopened, I can make the case that that's devastating for my business. But there's no room where people can get together and watch other people project air from their lungs yeah. in the world right now. So, like, nothing's been shut down, like live theater was shut down has has it been hard to find empathy but has it been hard to find empathy and sympathy from crowd because well you work in the land of make-believe which was always the trouble with bad days in that business you know what i mean it's the this is jimmy it's um you're totally right it's a lot of people just don't kind of don't get it that this was basically a nuclear weapon going off over the entire theater industry. I mean, we are completely shut down. We're still completely shut down with the exception of a couple of really carefully uh, plotted out, you know, put in bubbles, a ton of money spent on bubbling the cast and also testing every single day. You know, there were a couple of those that happened, but just in terms of, you know, audiences don't want to get back together, you know, sitting elbow to elbow in a Broadway theater or in a regional theater, not right at the moment. And the thing is, a short aside of a nuclear weapon going off, no one ever thought this could happen. No one ever thought wow. that the entire performance industry would just overnight disappear, and it has. And and, and as a caveat so to this, just yeah. to, just to re just to because you know it's to drive that nail home. When shit like this happens, to you guys, the backup plan is restaurants, who also exactly. got shut down that fucking day. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, who doesn't know the waiter who's biding their time with a fucking bartending job? And like, oh, don't tend bar either. Like, yeah. yeah. It, and it, so, it's, it's exposed a lot of weaknesses in our industry, too. Uh, most people don't realize until they sit down and have a conversation with someone in the industry that we earn our, our health insurance by the number of weeks we work. Mm -hmm. um, that's how our system is designed. And now we've been over a year with essentially nobody working which means yeah. by the time we hit this summer there will be no union actors no union equity members uh covered by the insurance uh and there's no way around that there's there is no solution within our ecosystem to to do anything about that um so that's the kind of as things are starting to wake up now um, and people are feeling better, it's sort of a double-edged sword because they're feeling better. So they think, oh, everything's getting back to normal. Everybody should be okay. Uh, but eventually they start to look around and realize that, that there are certain pockets of, of communities and industries that aren't reopening. And, uh, and we're actually anticipating that 2021 is going to be worse for the members of our industry than 2020. Because we kept I, our insurance through most of 2020, and yeah, we're about because to go you, because off a cliff. If yeah. you were a working after person, you were good till blah. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. Okay. Kristen, my wife, my wife just lost hers. Um, okay. I, mine goes through uh, to the end of June, and the only thing that has saved us, literally under the wire, 
was the American Rescue Plan, which has a COBRA subsidy attached. But that COBRA subsidy only goes until the end of September. So right. at the end of September, yeah. you we all have to put together at least 12 weeks of work. That's not going to happen between now yeah. and September, unless you're yeah. super, super lucky. For most actors, it's not going to happen. So that this project has taken on like a almost a, a messianic uh, yeah um you know need just because we're looking at we're looking at devastation um across the industry and it's wherever we can get help to people we're trying to do it indeed that, and, like, and thank and and so now we've illustrated this year i'm going to switch to the glass genre quick i was because, i was going to say like i, I, I don't feel want like I, I never want to overwhelm so heavy but unless, and, unless we know. illustrate how heavy things are we can't then encourage people to get involved in helping right and people yeah. should get involved in helping and there's hope here but first let's talk about glass one what brings us together on steal this beer and all three of you gentlemen know because you've all gone through this face to face with us in the good old days in bars of when, faces when another thing we never saw was having to call each other up on saturday mornings and pretend it's monday at five um and to <laughs> do that we acting um and to do that we drink blind out of black glasses in the covid situation justin mails them around justin does everybody have this beer not everybody only dave has this beer wow only jimmy, dave jimmy and mark what well, did jimmy you and mark do? are the ones who need it most right now are have you not been <laughs> it's that is so <laughs> true that is so what, true. what's, what's funny did. is dave could have made this beer so he definitely doesn't need it this is the kind of beer dave makes well um, we definitely could have just let Dave make his own and sent one, <laughs> sent a one to one of our poor actor friends. Um, Dave, are you blind? Are you doing it right? You know the I'm, rules. I'm, Do you want to go first? I am doing it right. I have the tin foil still on this. I beer. love it. I love it. <laughs> then you go first, Dave. Yeah, you, you're old Dave go first. You've been around this long enough. You know how this fucking goes. What do you think? Where are you drinking it? What's it doing for you? What's it screaming at you? How much do you like this fruity pebble yogurt milk stout? Um, so I don't think it, I don't I don't think it's a stout actually. Oh no, no it's definitely no, it's not. not. I was joking. But Go on. well, first of all, I'm sitting on my terrace actually outside. Ooh, so I'm, fancy. Yeah. Fa fancy staring at uh, He's socially distancing a phone call to us. That's... I'm outside with a mask on. Well, other, <laughs> other, otherwise I'd have a a, a one-year-old just running around wanting to uh, smack all the, the keys on my computer right now. But uh, definitely, definitely roasty here. Uh, but the body is a lot thinner than I would expect from the from the aroma. So um, yeah, I mean, it kind of the, the finish is almost like lager or pilsner-esque absolutely oh yeah i like that little blueberry on lager thing it's doing right are you getting that i no i'm not getting okay. blueberry off of this i don't get blueberry you, but your finish isn't blueberries no all right so keep thinking dave and we'll I'm, come I'm, back we'll see, i don't i don't get that because i i am not a uh I'm not a coffee drinker, so I get I just Ooh. the roastiness is just all that I get toward on the on the finish for me. Um, yeah, and when I say you're right, and that's a good point. And when I say blueberries, I mean like the blueberries that exist in coffees like Sumatran. But um, so here's the thing about this beer: mm -hmm. I poured it, I smelled it, I tasted it, I said, "Oh, that's a Schwartz beer." Yeah, and was delighted by that, right? Because one, I like Schwartz beers. 
Two, it's so keyed in with no left or right room that it was clearly a good Schwartzbier. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't yeah. like maybe it's a Schwartzbier. I was like, oh, that's like like the BJCP judging guidelines for Schwartzbier should taste like this. And it feels a safe ABV. So I've been enjoying drinking it while you guys have been talking. And <laughs> and like I said, John, I right now have this blueberry aroma finish on whatever the exact perfect dark malt combination is on Pilsner's Pilsner malts with a Pilsner yeast fermentation to be, Oh, here's our short spear. And I'd be like, good on you. And no more reason to talk about it. Cause you nailed it. The, uh, the first thing that I thought about when I smelled this and tasted, this was similar to you. And, but I sort of went, you thought it further. smelled like me. That's not no, it. <laughs> I went a step further and, and was like, it is amazing that for the past 12 weeks, Justin has found a different Schwarz beer for us to have mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. on the show. And what a time to be alive as a beer drinker, because there is so much black lager choice out there these days that Justin <laughs> keeps finding new ones. And like, how awesome is that for the industry overall? Um, just because I'm, I'm tickled by it. This is. Do this you is- remember what I did stay down, son, and got attacked because nobody wants fucking black lager? Shut up, Augie. Now, no. five years later, no, I don't it's remember all that. the rage. I, I don't I remember. Do. I don't yeah, remember, I remember all you the times holding my head while I cried. Yeah. No, I, I, if I had a nickel. If you well, it's what we do. Uh, um, but here's so Dave, thing, coming this back is one to of you, those all day drinking beers like this oh, is fuck. I want to drink this. Yeah, like I want to drink this at a brewery, like where it's made, like on a patio somewhere, uh, just as like a raucous free flow conversation takes place over the course of four or five hours. John, so any, if, anytime you want to come sit on my terrace, John, and drink this, you're welcome to. You know. uh, he, he'll also bash his hand against your keys, though. You know that. Right? <laughs> yeah, well. um, but he does Part of my charm. Part of my charm. To behave. He'll be like, here's how we write for the New York Times. Anyway. Um, but, um, you're the let, worst. You're the worst. <laughs> let, me ask, uh, let me ask the two writers of Style Guides and Scratch and Sniff Genius. Is there a definitive Schwarzbier? Like, remember, so every now and then we get one on and I'm like, oh, this is so Salvatore that it's got to be Celebrator. You know what I mean? Like, this yeah. is so... Do- you mean like this a German? feels to me like, like if you said to me, oh, blah, 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 makes the Schwarzbier, like the, the Pilsner Urkel of Schwarzbier or the, you know, Hell's, Smoked Hell's of so-and-so. I'd be like, oh, this is that Schwarzbier. Like, it tastes so spot on Schwarzbier to me. Is there one? Yeah, Kallstritzer. Kallstritzer, yeah. That would be my number one. So then I'm betting it's Kallstritzer. Even though I don't think I've ever had Kallstritzer. But in the U.S., I think uh, Moonlight Brewing, Death and Taxes would be... Sure, Death and Taxes, definitely. But we don't get that where we We don't get that here, no. Well, then I wouldn't know it either. Anyway, yeah. I love it. Good beer. Let's move on. Let's get back to You want to know what, what it is? Charity? Yeah, what is it? Yeah, what is it? <laughs> no, don't tell me. Jesus, then I'll have to go buy it. <laughs> this is from Hopewell Brewing in Chicago. It's called Off Black, and they call it a Black Pilsner. I've seen a few of this terminology lately, Black Pilsner. Uh, KCBC makes one. I don't know if it's just marketing stuff or what, but... Uh, oh, it is. It's yeah. an Italian black pilsner <laughs> by way of Chicago. Yeah, um, Hopewell's a great brewery. They're 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 really nice people. Yeah. They're thoughtful people. They make some really great beers. Um, 
John, you're, you're familiar with and close to Hopewell, New Jersey, right? You'll remember you and I were having a conversation uh, yes. off air a couple minutes ago about places nowhere yes. near a place taking yes. a place name. I feel like I'm sure it's fine to call something Hopewell in Chicago. I'm sure there's Hopewell's there. But the minute you said Hopewell, I was like, these guys are right in Hopewell? No, they're in Chicago. No, they're it's, in Chicago. It's, it's not necessarily <laughs> a place for them. It's a, uh, it's a feeling of uh, hopefulness and wellness and... All of that. Samantha Lee uh, is one of the owners there and was telling me about that a while back. So, so uh, Dave, so Dave, Dave, give me a food to eat this with. Like I'm, I'm going to eat lunch next. And I feel like I don't know what I want. I really want to have this beer with food in an hour. What should and I make? Gyro. Hold, hold on one second. Gyro, some red onions. Yeah. Lamb gyro. I like that. That's where I'm going with this. I like that. Some All right, good. Yo- yogurt, yogurt, shit, you like <laughs> tzatziki, tzatziki. See, again, for, so sorry, guys. That was my wife just interrupted me for a second. But for I me, I, I wouldn't drink this. Drink this with food, just because I, again, I don't. The the roastiness just doesn't do it for me. But like, I would have. I, I think I'd have this with a piece of grilled chicken. Ooh. All right. I can definitely do that. I can definitely do that. See, yeah, you're lucky. I am now to the point in my drinking career where if I drink anything without food, I break out in handcuffs. So <laughs> I've got to, I've just got to make sure I'm eating food all the time. Um, so either you guys are doing a great job of picking the right people to talk. So I'll just throw the question out. You guys pick who answers it, but we've now established So we're in a weird phase right now in the COVID comeback where things, and maybe I'm alone in this, but I'm noticing in my community, like around here with my friends and all that, things have gotten hopeful enough that like couples are comfortable to start fighting again. You know what I mean? Like, like everybody hunkered down and got through that fucking year. Now people are getting their vaccines and there seems to be light at the end of the tunnel and enough people seem to be wearing enough masks that it's helping a little. And, and all of a sudden I was like, okay, this isn't the end of the world. And I'm seeing like that, that seven layers of adjustment back to assimilating where People that have been locked in a house with each other for a year, perfectly behaving, are having public fights. You know what I mean? Like there, there's that shift. And as okay, that is this shifts, really the place where you want to be talking about like your family? It's not me. It's you, buddy. <laughs> but anyway, what I'm saying is there's hope. And that that for me speaks to the fact that people are feeling hopeful. They're comfortable letting their guard down a little. But I'm afraid what happens in that classic American fashion is everybody's like, Oh, now everything's better. And what you were illustrating, what we were talking about with things like the worst part for after members and SAG has the same rule. So all actors is, and all IATSE guys, right? All production people have a amount you need to work to get your, your benefits. Mm-hmm. That hadn't even occurred to me. And I used to have to handle those contracts. So, yeah. so as that happens, and things are getting better for movie theaters and restaurants and so on. Besides, as well as where do we buy this beer? How do we do it? What do brewers do? Where are the places we can be the most impactful with our either dollar donations or buying choices for the 
largest body of the workaday people, right? Because the other thing that bogs you guys down is, you know, who can afford his medical insurance, even though he hasn't shot 12 weeks, De Niro. So how do we get, oh, Bobby? How do we get to you guys? Yeah, Bobby. You know I mean, what I mean? It's, so, so guide yeah, us. It's, how it's, do we help? I think, I think one of the biggest things, and you know, it's, it's, there needs to be a shift in how people understand what it is that Mark and I do. Mark and I are arts workers, right? We're blue collar in the sense of like, you know, Bobby De Niro, I've never met the guy, right? I'm in the same industry as him, but he exists at a whole different strata than I do. But Mark and I work constantly. We up to this point have made our livings pretty much exclusively, and we're both going on 30 years in the industry from, from our work in the industry. So we are the middle players, right? We're the guys who are just going to work and getting our jobs and being careful. And I think the, the world at large needs to understand that there's an entire culture of people who this is their lives. And without the support of their health insurance, without the support of that industry, that whole center section, the middle-class workers of this industry, essentially, it goes away, right? And it's, it's, so it's, about, it's also about resetting people's, uh, they're like, oh, you, and you said it yourself, Augie, it's like, you worked in the land of make-believe. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah but, I get a, but I get a real paycheck and I work my <laughs> butt off, right? I work my ass off. Eight shows a week is no joke, man. Um, and <laughs> one, one day off a week, you know I mean? So just getting people to understand that, that I don't, I, my whole life isn't sprinkled with fairy dust. I still have a mortgage I got to pay and, and health insurance to upkeep. And I have a three and a half year old son, you know, who is getting ready to you know, do all the sports and clubs and, you know, camps and all that stuff and, and school yeah. and everything else. And, you know, we, we are legitimate workers and we are not people who do this for free because we, we, oh, it's just the thing. It's a frivolous thing that you do. It's a show. You do it for fun, right? No, yeah. I do it for pay. <laughs> so people need to understand that that we are workers in the in the same the same way that somebody who goes to work on an assembly line goes to work at bagging groceries the grocery store, you know, and, and also the finely skilled workers, people who really, you know, uh, your genius mechanic who can fix any car, you know, the arts workers have the same they occupy the same space, the same. I go to I get up, I go to work, I hang out the sign that says "Open for Business" every single day. Mark, well, Augie, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head with with your with two two pronged uh opinion which is that one thing we've run into is it's a perception thing people either think it is the world of make-believe and and you know we're, we're some spunky kids with a bar and we're going to put on a show or <laughs> you're robert de niro and you don't have to worry about anything no matter what yeah. happens um and what jimmy just pointed out is you know most of us are are just middle class workers uh, and it's not just important to our industry. I think it's a take a stroll through Midtown right now, and and you'll see. I mean, the restaurants, the hotels, the bars, all of the foot traffic, all of the 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 commerce that that are that you know live entertainment. And we keep talking about theater, and I think we should also mention that because I think this is an an important aspect for for people in other parts of the country and here. Um, is is live entertainment includes you know concert venues and things like that. Those guys. Those, mm -hmm. you know, the, the roadies, the, the crew members there and the musicians and all of the all of the, you know, accoutrement that comes along with that. Um, but right now, Midtown is, you know, we've got friends who own bars in Midtown and are are nervously reopening. But while so many other places are are sort of roaring back to life, 
because there's there's no the bedrock of live entertainment isn't there in Midtown right now. There's no right. tourism, you know, so they're, so they're they're still scared. And I don't think they're out of the woods yet either. So, you know, the, there's a ripple effect that most people don't know. Broadway for the last year that we have these numbers brought in more money for the city, just Broadway, not even all of the, you know, the peripheral uh, businesses that benefit from it. Broadway alone brought in more money than all of the sports teams combined to New York City. But I, see, to me, that goes without saying, and I guess we all know I make the mistake of just taking for granted the way I see <laughs> things, but everybody I know that even if I just meet them in a bar in New York City that's in from out of town, they're here to see Hamilton. Yeah, and then right. everything else is coming the other way, right? I got Hamilton tickets, so that's why I came yep. into town. Or I got my, you know, whatever. What you know, and but and and I don't. And I like your, yeah. Mark. I like your instinct to be inclusive. But I, you know, I'm a fan of in person anything, music, comedy, mm -hmm. all of the above. Yeah. But but those people are sorting ways to get shit done. Um. The only thing I can't find a path to, right? I got a weird thing the other day where, you know, it's, this is silly, but the Indigo Girls basically come through Red Bank, New Jersey once a year. And I really enjoy going to the show. Yeah. And they figured out a way to do that show at tables of private groups six feet apart on a golf course run by the same theater that runs it every summer. You know what I mean? So they've got. Here's how we're going to do it. You buy the table for you and five friends. You're six feet away from everybody. Into a girl's playing a golf course. Like they're finding ways to get that done. And the problem that like, is, is, is that like the Lilith fairway? Sure. That was awesome. Oh. I will let that one go. You know, I fucking hate that. And everyone. Well done. <laughs> well done. That was, that was, I'm, you know that. Yeah, you stuck the landing. I'm not going to golf clap. <laughs> My, my, my amazing deep-seated hatred of shitty puns even lets that one slide through. That is fucking well done, John. That, that was Thank well. you quickly, very much. Quickly call up Don. Tell him what you did. Let him pat you on the back. <laughs> um, but, but, but so for me, and we've talked about this on the side, gentlemen who act, that, that for me, like what I'm trying to make changes I want to see in the world, I support really small, local, intimate, dramatic theater, yeah. because I don't think anything causes empathy in humans like that. And I don't think anything makes you feel another person's existence like well-done theater. And that's why I've always been drawn to it and always been a fan of supporting it. I still don't see a pathway for that back. You know what I mean? Well, and that's what's got me scared. So I'm not saying, Mark, thank you for being inclusive of all those other people. But I think you're in a unique and dire situation here. And I don't think your you know, camaraderie should undermine that. No, but, but can I just say something? I, of I, think course. That, I think that your point is well taken. However, you're thinking about it uh, a lot more broader and, and in the correct way. However, it's tough to convince someone in another part of the country that this is, you know, when they see something, when they see this project or they get approached about this project, you have to make that very clear because they don't necessarily feel the same connection to the to the theaters that we have over here in, in New York City or the New York City area or to Broadway. So that's why we have to be as inclusive as possible. I get it. Yeah, uh, I yeah. will say, Augie, I, I think you're right. I, I, I think I think we're all right. Um, <laughs> yeah, kids are all right. <laughs> we're going to be OK. Uh, but uh, but I, I think, you know, I think live theatrical performances are probably going to be one of the last things to come back. Um, and you're right. There, there are 
solutions, uh, they're not necessarily comfortable or as lucrative uh, at, for live music, but, but they're finding ways. And you're right, we, I'm in a weird position. I was on tour when everything closed down. Um, I was in scenic Columbus, Ohio. Nice, uh, what a town. Yeah. Burritos as big as your head. <laughs> and um and my and my wife was sick we're pretty sure she had covid but you know they weren't testing at that point so uh so i ended up staying in columbus ohio for six and a half weeks until she got better and we could get back to the city because we thought we were going to go back to work within two or three weeks that's what we were told right um and then it kept getting extended and extended well this morning uh i got an email from uh, our tour management because they've been telling us that the tour is going to come back when things come back. And we were told today that the earliest we'll be back is September 14th in Houston, Texas. Um, We fully expect that to get pushed again. The only thing that gives me pause is that it's Texas and they're opening everything up. They just sold Mm -hmm. out opening day for the Rangers, you know? Um, So, so you're right. Uh, We're, we're going to, we're, our path is going to be longer than than other industries paths yeah and it's and it's nuts because because we've all been there right you're in the the little theater on nyu's campus that the pap owns and you're watching somebody shakespeare and you're catching spit yeah you know what i mean because that's the emotion that's going on and that's what's going on and you're like well, maybe they shouldn't rush right back to that but that's why i'm (laughs) saying we have to we have to uniquely carve this out as a specific problem to be solved let's talk about glass too you i here's the thing i know this is a boozy fucking beer because you guys saw how preachy i just got the minute i started drinking this this is definitely (laughs) augie carton on a soapbox deep in you know scottish 90 penny scotch ale something fucking preachy what did you give us justin kennedy <laughs> anyway call you go what do you got I besides, had, I had sweet, fun this week, besides oh sweet 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 booze this is raisiny boozy oh i like this beer yeah i feel God like this comes it, from if i drink the rest of this glass, i'm gonna have to go country have a wrestling and, match yeah no this is <laughs> this is this is something else mm. this is boozy and all mm. yeah I, i'm i'm digging it but really nicely sweet, right? Because whatever it's very, very sweet. It's very, it very runs sweet. right up to but like that pretty raisin prune. You know what I mean? Like right mm-hmm. when you're like, oh my god, it's going to go chocolate. It's like, nah, I'm gonna go dried fruit, you know, I don't know, fig. The the, yeah. the, the finish though on this thing is it, it's there's some other distinct flavor. It almost just feels like two things that are mixing that shouldn't be mixing. I, I'm not sure. It's not. Uh... I know what you're talking about, but it feels like it's like barrel char. Like somebody brought a fresh barrel with heavy toast and threw their barley wine in it. You know what I mean? Like that's the, the thing I've got there is, and it's part of that finish I was talking about, like it's a tannin, but like a wood tannin or a oak. John? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you on that. I like it because whatever that wood thing is, is slamming down right when the fruit tries to get too much. I, 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 I can't fully wrap my head around what this is or. Yeah, it's I don't know. It just it feels like it's like very European rooted somehow, but not in a traditional way. Okay. All right. So let's get back. Let's, I what guess, jump to where we're drinking and how we're drinking it. I'm drinking it. 
flip between four snifters with like a piece of blue cheese and some quince paste or something. Is there Spanish. a little bit of smokiness on the finish of this? I think oh, there may be. The That's why I was doing the um, like sweet smoke. Yeah. Well, I, I was saying barrel char, but I guess if it's smoke, it's coming it's off not, as like liquid smoke much. at some point. Yeah, I guess you're right. I've got a barbecue flavor ish. Meh. You, you want, every, you you want everything to be smoked beer. I but do. yeah, sorry, Justin. I know the rules, but to me, it feels like a almost like an Oloroso, Oloroso sherry or something where if we don't divide it, I'm just going to pass out. Yeah. And then we need little <laughs> things to put against it. Paul, where are you drinking it? Hey, Justin, this is Jimmy. Um, I hate you right now. That's all. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm drinking it uh, six feet away from Jimmy, where he can't uh, he can't get at me. Jimmy, are you in the city? Yeah, I'm in the Bronx. All right, I'll I'll bike some over to you later uh, this week. <laughs> Roll up your nice. left pant leg. <laughs> Already done, Augie. Already done. Nice, nice. That's how you live, I right? You're, I thought you were telling me to do that, and I was like, "Well, okay." Sure. No, J Justin's one of those. Fancy hipsters with a single speed bike and the one permanently cuffed pant leg. Um, so, all right. So, I've opened my bottle. I know what it is. And I'm both delighted, proud of you, John Hall. And I guess if I was afraid of the brewing giants for Christmas IPA, we've made up for it. <laughs> this is the weirdest fucking beer ever, right? But it's nice. I, I don't. At all. I mean, I mean the idea of it. So it's a collaboration between Freigeist in Germany and Goose Island. It is a smoked ice block. Um, it's called Smoke and Ice, and it's ten point eight percent. Except that I think it represents higher, like fourteen. It could be higher. Yeah, I don't know. But what I'm saying is, it feels like it's. Yeah, I'm not like, tasting it. Along it with feels you. like it's one twenty level booze. Um, no, John? I good, good job. Whoever wrote the Christmas hey, Kennedy, let me in on the phone line. You, you having trouble? Oh, sorry. What's not happening? I don't there's know. No, there's no, no service at the Pocono Chalet. Our oh. Patreons didn't come through. John, you there? Oh, it's amazing. John called the smoke. John nailed it. Now John can't take credit. This is great. <laughs> oh, this is fantastic. <laughs> He said smoke. I said no I'm barrel. Here. I'm oh, here. Well, now it's all <laughs> right. I'm here. That was the best two minutes of production we've ever done. <laughs> what happened, John? Uh, I had to switch to a phone line to uh, uh, my, my laptop was, was dying. So as I was oh, okay. uh, trying to. So now you're on dial up. So do you know what this beer is? Now or? I'm on dial up. Did no, you hear me all one that? more time? Say, say it one more time. I heard that I was correct. I heard you say that. No, no, no. Nobody said that. <laughs> your connection is shit, dude. I heard no, you your said connection that you were proud of me. No. Everybody said, I heard how you did say John you were proud of me, so Dad. Wrong. Everybody said, how did John get it so wrong? Jimmy was really mean. Mark tried to talk him down. <laughs> open, anyway. Open, open I'm here your... <laughs> with Jimmy after, uh, after Kennedy bikes it over to him. Uh, <laughs> no, wh one more time. Tell me what this is. So this is well, the open it. in the back. Open it. Open it, yeah. Well, I walked away from it now that I'm on the phone and not. Oh, all right. So um, go ahead. Well, it's going to be boring for everybody, but it's so it's a fucking smoked ice box by Goose Island and some ghosty German. Fry guys, beer culture. God, God love you, Justin, for just 
<laughs> Justin, like, I know we're mean to you every week, but like, what have we done to you, man? <laughs> yeah, it's, have you finally started listening to the show? What happened? Well, but I mean, you guys know how I buy these beers. I go in and I, if yeah. I see something you like You say, this, give me a Pilsner, a Hazy, anything from threes, and anything over 17%. No, but I, I saw this beer and it almost looked like a fucking troll bottle. I mean, it's Frag Ice, Goose Island, and it's a smoked ice box. I can't not buy that. No, no, no. You had to buy. No, well done in buying it. What I find fascinating about this is the the smoke. It wasn't until that very end, as like we were done with it, where the smoke really came on to it. And now, like that's all I can think about, and that's all I can taste. But like, it's not like drinking, you know, another Ralph beer. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, all right. Well, good. So, team team curtain up, team curtain up. What you three guys don't know. It, you know, generally, we try to only talk positives. We're seldom mean to anything. We'll even look for potential in things we're upset by just to, you know, keep the keep the mood and everything positive. We had a beer show up a couple months ago that across right the around board, Christmas, the happiest time, the happiest time, the of happiest the year. time here. But all of us fucking detested it. And it was Goose Island's Christmas IPA, whatever the fuck that oh, wow. was. Their take on yeah, so it was called Santa's Naked Cash Grab. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, but God damn it, if Justin didn't make me be like, well, now I can't hate them forever because well, I mean, they do this know, is, they do know is, barrels. Well, but but it's actually smoked. It's not barrels. That was yeah. the thing I was giving you credit this for. I called it Germany. This was brewed in Germany. Okay. Yeah, but don't act like they don't okay. own most of Germany too. <laughs> they might own Freitgeist at this point. We don't know. I'm sure they own Freitgeist. <laughs> I'm sure they own Freitgeist, or at least this label. Um. Anyway, good job, Justin, you guys. Are they still are they still not accepting your calls to come on the show? <laughs> I thought we had them on the show. Yeah, the Good day he quit. The day he quit. Don't you remember that? He showed up on our show and quit before we aired it. <laughs> I don't know. But I anyway. listened to this show. Anyway, anyway. let's get back to these Curtain guys because it is time to wrap up. Curtain up. So I did ask the question, and you guys were so so focused, concerned, and generous with your sharing of the knowledge of what's actually going on in your world. You didn't tell everybody if they have cash that they want to give to you, well, not you two, but your project or the actors. What's the best place to donate to the Curtain Up? What's the best place to donate to benefit the community at large of live dramatic theater actors? What's the best place to find these beers you said 14 states what are those tell them all that shit because that's yeah. where so, all the action comes from there is the there is a clearing house of information at our website which is curtainup.beer and that has all of the all the breweries that are brewing it uh presently or are getting ready to brew it uh we're really hoping augie that that carton comes on board this year at some point you know we're gonna we go will find a way as i've yes. told you we are we are in the worst year in history um well so we would love that many different yeah but, but, but Augie, Augie, you list. may be but in Augie. the worst world of history but not as bad as broadway not as bad as the actor i got a question for you Dig deep, Augie. Go on. didn't you just Go brew, on. didn't you just brew all together a second time <laughs> i did i did um, oh cold 
cold. No, 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 no absolutely. And there's, I got to tell you, remember when we brewed all together a year ago, there wasn't a New Jersey restaurant charity that wasn't actually associated with the restaurant group that tries to keep breweries from growing. So we teamed up with some other people in the brew community and started our own charity. So I largely made that beer. Whichever one of you is winding, stop it. Um, so I actually did Justin's that. Justin's on largely. his bike on his way to Jimmy. No, it's John Hall. It's John Hall. Largely, it is. Hang on. All right. Mute yourself, dude. Um, but I did that largely because that charity is we're literally writing like $50 grants to anybody that writes us a letter and was a waiter or bartender that isn't yeah. working. And that we need more funding there. And keep in mind, like in my own situation, I had just done that Neil Peart beer in February before everything got shot down. So a large portion of my sales and production were already going 100% to charity. Then we jumped on all together. Then we jumped on Black is Beautiful. And then we found out we had a criminal working in the company that was hiding $2 million in bills. So it's been a real hard year, but we are coming back around and we are trying to get very charitable. We just did a, we just restarted our brewers board program where a brewer of mine gets to make his own beer and pick his own charity. Nice. But yeah, this, this is definitely on my list of things to get to. And we try to be charitable nonstop. Oh yeah. We know that. It, and, was, and, a, it was a scary and, year. And speaking of charity, just to bring it back around, if mm -hmm. people, if people just, you know, if you're, First of all, if you're a beer drinker, wherever you are, see if somebody near you is is making curtain up. Because actually, <laughs> it's become one of my favorite beers lately. Um, the Gun Hill version, especially, it's really really good. Um, but and if 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 a a brewery is not making it, tag them and see if they will, because there's money to be made, right? I mean, that's the other thing we wanted to do by picking a hazy IPA recipe. This is not an expensive beer to make, right? Those are malt. It's not an expensive beer to make, and you can upcharge the beer significantly because people are doing this for charity. And if people just want to do a direct donation, go to curtainup.beer. There's a link there for the Actors Fund. You can donate directly through there to the Actors Fund. And they will mark that as, you know, coming through the, the Curtain Up sort of pipeline, which is That's awesome. awesome. And, and short, I, ter I, short term, <clears throat> short term, the thieves, the listening audience of us, are a wonderful group of just as evil people as me and John, but they are a very giving and good group. They keep, they keep this show alive. So short term, that's the most immediate thing I think you guys need to do is click that button and throw cash that way. Um, and keep an eye on it. Make sure they're actually doing good with the money. But yeah, so yeah. what do they hashtag or what are they at to encourage guys like me to jump on this train, even though they're having bad years? Mark? Curtain up beer. It's that simple. Hashtag right us. On. Visit us. Uh, if you if you want to support the project and and for some reason don't want your money to go to the Actors Fund, uh, although they're incredibly <laughs> worthy, uh, we have merchandise for sale on our website. So if the beer is not being poured near you, you can actually support it by wearing it. Perfect. I mean, the, the other thing is that even for for any brewers or breweries that are listening too, it's like what we did at Gun Hill is we charged our regular margin and then tacked on. Uh, a couple of bucks per four pack or, or per pint or per case that was being distributed. And that's, what's being donated. And that's what, you know, we're still making our margin. So there, I got you. there's, there's plenty of money to be made for breweries doing this as well. And nobody has balked at, at paying an extra couple of bucks a four pack because they know that that money is going, is going somewhere. 
That's and, fantastic. And I, I'll say real quickly, one of the yeah. one of the side uh, pleasures from this for me has been getting to know breweries that I wasn't familiar with, and and watching the brewers in our project make connections with each other. Like we've had we've had collaborations happen between breweries that didn't know each other before. Um, I, I make a point of visiting a couple of one barrel breweries in upstate New York every time I go there now because I've gotten to know them and they jumped in as we know craft brewers. Uh, you know, have big hearts and 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 give a lot to their communities, and these guys are no exception. So, I'm I'm really loving watching the relationships that are being formed through this, and uh, and I think it's going to last much past the uh, you know the sell by date on the project. Fantastic. Well, and it's it is open ended, right? Like we hope it this is. goes on at least till. Um, and that's the good news. All right, so perfect. We've hit all that. Patreons, you just heard me give you compliments. Thank you for supporting <laughs> us. Please go support this. Cass, yeah. do, you no. start, do your part. Yeah. Uh, write us letters. We need one or two or three. Something or hateful or lovely. Yeah. Please we do the show every this week. Beer. We need a letter. <laughs> every week. Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, follow us on all the platforms at Steal This Beer. See what we're drinking on Untapped at Steal This Beer. I think I, I think I nailed it all. You know, happy hour, well guys. Done. Thanks for thanks for coming on yeah. by. And guys, go 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 help. Get get out there and help. Anyway, and get at us, y'all. Thank you. Cheers.